I want to speak to you about work. About the goodness of work. And the reason why is because it's something that we hear, not in the gospel, but in our second reading, St. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 3. If you've read his letters to the Thessalonians, you know that they're deeply spiritual letters. But right here in his second letter is something mundane. He speaks about work, human labor. Why? Because he sees it has the potential to be good. And in fact, it has the potential to sanctify our lives and bless the lives of others. How? Well, what we don't hear in today's second reading is the work that St. Paul does. We assume, well, his work, of course, is that he's a traveling preacher. He's an itinerant evangelist, one of the greatest evangelists. He's an apostle. That's his work. Yeah, I can see how that would sanctify your life. No, that was one of the works that he did. He had another job. And we learn this from both other writings in the scriptures and tradition. Both. He was a tent maker. And so when he would travel to a new community and establish himself and start to build the church there and to build up the church, he would also employ his trade of making tents. And he saw that as a good for himself, as a way to provide for himself, but also he would work with others. And that had that social aspect. And they had a common goal, and he saw good in that. And he was also able to contribute to the good of the church through his work, not just his preaching, but also from the income that he gathered from making tents. And he saw both as a way to sanctify his life. Preaching and teaching and calling others to Christ, but also the beauty of the sweat of his brow and all the good that can flow from that, from him and for others. I was thinking and praying with these scriptures this past week, and I, I thought about my own life. One of the jobs that I had when I was a young person, and I, I did this for four years, is um, I worked at a grocery store. Does anybody here remember that chain? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was called Super Duper Stores. Yeah. You guys don't remember the Super Dupers. You're missing out. Best shopping ever. Yeah. So I worked in a Super Duper store for four years. And uh, I worked in the meat department. Now, they had the meat guys the men that would come in early in the morning, and they would um, cut meat. And back then, it wasn't just packaged stuff. They, they, there was a lot of butchering going on. And by the end of the day, literally, the room was a bloody mess. And so then the meat boy came in. That was me. And I worked, uh, usually it took about five hours to clean up all the machines and the walls and the floors and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, I, and I worked six days a week, uh, both for a couple years in high school and a couple years in college, because I, I had to pay my own way for college. So I did that, and um, it gave me a lot of time. 
because mostly for that job, I worked on my own. I mean, it took a couple weeks to learn how to do this, and then it was rote. It was routine. The only interaction I had with the public is I had to keep my eye on the meat display uh, so that I was filling them up so that when people came to the grocery store for something, it was there. There was enough there. Otherwise, I was back in the room, you know, behind the glass, in the cold, cleaning up the meat room. So I had a lot of time to think. And um, I usually uh, like to listen to music, so my favorite station back then was QFM 96. So I listened to a lot of rock and roll. But my mind was somewhere else often. It was, I had just had gone through, uh, I described this to you before, a conversion experience. And it was very impactful in my life as a young person. And so I would think about some of my past and my regrets, my guilt, and just continuing to give that to the Lord and have him learn and teach me how to forgive myself. And then I also looked to hope to the future. I, I, I remembered that that's really where I learned how to pray. Yes, I mean, I would pray the rosary and stuff while I was back there, but learn to pray also and just having a conversation with God in my head as I was doing things that I knew how to do and it didn't take much thought. And in these conversations, I would say, well, what do you want of me, Lord? What do you want from my life? I know that you have a plan for me. I know you know and I don't, so teach it to me. And help me to live a life that I'm open to learning. Put people in my life that will show that to me. I, I want to do what you want me to do. Help me to figure that out and want that. I surrender to you, Lord. I trust in you. I give you my life. And I, I would just pray in those ways, in those days. And around that time... I remember going to my father and letting him know that I was thinking about going into seminary because I was feeling a call from the Lord to be a priest. I'll never forget his response. Remember, I've told you in other homilies that uh, growing up, my father was agnostic. It was only in seminary that he had his conversion experience. So he paused for a while, as he often did, to think. And we're sitting out on the front porch one evening, and he, he, he said, David, I love my job on most days. Some days I don't, and it's hard work. My father, he was um, not, never got uh, a degree in civil engineering, but that's basically what it was, because he learned the trade of it um, going over the years. So he started out working for the state of Ohio, and he was on the crew paving our highways, the asphalt. But then he moved to Franklin County Engineers, and he learned from them how to um, inspect bridges, how to repair them, how to rebuild them, how to build them. So he knew how to read all the plans and put the plans together and then follow it and work with the crew to accomplish the goal. So he said, I love my job. He says, I love getting up in the morning and going to it. I've always been an outdoorsman. I'm outdoors most of the time. I, I, I like working with a group of people on a common goal. I like seeing the outcome of my work. 
as we put together bridges and roads and how that's good for other people. I, I, I like uh, also that I'm able to provide for you and, and your sisters and your mother. I love coming home in the evening and knowing that I've worked for you. This is one of the ways I show my love for you. And also to be able to provide for other charities that are important to your mother and I, including the church that you go to. When I heard all of this, and then he paused again, and he said, so, David, if you need to go into seminary in order to find out if that's the work that you want to do, and that you could see yourself getting up in the morning every day and loving, then it's worth taking the time and the risk to discover this. And what he said to me gave me the courage to leave college and studying business and the girlfriend I had and to try something that was a great risk. So I did it. Human work. Human work has the potential of sanctifying our lives. It can be good. Whether we're working, whether we're struggling in our work and we offer it as a sacrifice for God and in that sacrifice we come to know holiness as we cry out to him for help every day or we're underemployed or we're, we're looking for work or we're young people and we're trying to discern what it is that we're meant to do and these things direct our thoughts to God and we surrender to him and say you teach me who I'm supposed to be be in what I'm supposed to be doing. Let alone how it sanctifies our lives in that from the sweat of our brows we are generous with others. And we provide for the good of others and the causes that are important to us. St. Paul understood the goodness of work. And he offered it to God and allowed God to use both of of the things that he did for work to help other people. I want you all to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. And I want you to pray, and I'm just going to set this thing up for you, and then you spend about a minute doing this. I want you first just to think about your work. The work you're doing now, or maybe what is in the future, what you're feeling called to. Maybe you're retired, and, and you're, you're benefiting from the years of your labor. Maybe you're working, looking for work because you're unemployed, but you've had work. I just want you to thank God, first of all, for your work. And also for the people in your life who have worked and provided for you over the years. Thank God for that. I thank God for the struggles and the difficulties and the labors and the routine and the mundane and how even that can sanctify your life as you offer your work as a sacrifice for your own good and for the good of others. And offer in your prayer your work for the good of the Lord and from the labor and the 
the fruit of your work for the good of the works of God. Just take a moment to 